Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and you guys, we did it. The Bachelor is over. We're a few days post-finale. A few things have come out that I'm going to touch on after Matt and Rachel's heated, dramatic, awkward, uncomfortable sad, heartbreaking after the final rose, um, including what Rachel has been saying about the backlash that Matt is getting. Um, We've had Emmanuel Acho give us a little behind the scenes of what we didn't see. Um, And I'm going to get into that. You're also going to hear a little bit about my trip to Nemecolon, the resort that hosted The Bachelor. I mentioned that I was there on Tuesday during my chat with Bree. And I had the opportunity to talk to Maggie Hardy-Knox, who is the president of Nemecolon and has been since she was 26 years old with her father, who is the head of 84 Lumber. Um, She gets into that a little bit. She also spills some fun behind the scenes of what it was like to meet and work with Matt, what she saw with producers and kind of how it was interesting to see them reacting on night one specifically when different people were coming out of the limo and how they were celebrating and how they were working on what they thought they were getting from the show. It was a really interesting conversation. And I think if you care at all about the behind the scenes of the show and this property that we we saw a lot of on the show, but I can now confirm is even larger and bigger and ridiculous and, you know, over the top in real life. Um, but first, before I play my interview, I want to, like I mentioned, touch on some of the stuff that's come out post finale. I talked on Tuesday about how I thought that after the final rose, while I, it was handled well and I thought Emmanuel Acho did a good job, I think that there was a lot missing and I still had a lot of questions. And photos came out of Michelle and Rachel talking to each other at the special. I mean, in addition to the whole Brie not getting any airtime, which obviously we talked about with her, if you haven't listened to Tuesday's episode with Brie, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but 10 out of 10 recommend. Um Anyway, these photos came out about Rachel and Michelle talking. So Emmanuel Acho got on Instagram and he confirmed that this happened on camera, but it was on the fly and it didn't air. And he said, because of TV time constraints, limit you from broadcasting everything you desire, which again, I get. I just feel like we could have cut maybe some other stuff in the 
actual episode or done a two-parter or released bonus footage online. I just feel like there was so much emphasis on how important these conversations were and so many questions about this season and the future of the show and Matt and Rachel and Rachel's relationship with the other women and all the stuff we didn't see already continue to just make me have questions. And then this did the same. So he said, quote, while talking to Michelle Young, I could sense that she was hurt by Rachel, that she never reached out personally once the photo surfaced, given their friendship on the show. It wasn't planned during the script, but I figured they were both in the building. Why not talk about it face to face? Plus, I see an opportunity for reconciliation. I take it. Thankfully, Rachel was willing and Michelle hadn't left yet. So I brought the two to talk it out. Michelle was broken over over everything that happened. And I sensed that I reached out to producers via my microphone and said, Hey, can we get Michelle and Rachel to somehow reconcile? I knew after talking to Matt, we probably weren't going to see a reconciliation in their relationship during the course of the episode. So what kind of reconciliation could we see? The two shared an embrace. I simply sat there and witnessed it and thought if we could see this collectively as a society, we could all grow. It was a beautiful depiction that I got to witness for the sake of time. You did not get to witness. That was my favorite moment that you didn't see. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? I feel like that was really crucial. As he said, this show has divided a lot of people the same way the country is very divided. I know it sounds silly, but I really think this could have been a lovely healing moment for Rachel, for the girls on the show who are friends with Rachel. You heard Bree say she, her and Rachel are close. You know, Rachel is not a bad, horrible person. And I think that it would have been nice to see that side of her and Michelle. And I think for for everyone involved, it just would have been nice to see. And it would have made this all a little more of a well-rounded situation. Um, obviously, Rachel, you know, had a lot to answer to and you know, it's not up to me to decide what she should do next. Um, but I thought that that would be really nice to see for also for, like I said, the other girls on the show, the other women of color on the show who have a complicated relationship with Rachel. And it just like would be healing for everyone and The Bachelor and good for the show. I thought it would look good for ABC too to show something nice happen. So I'm very confused by their decision not to air that. I still would love to see it one day. Um, and yeah, I don't know. So many questions about that, but I'm glad we got to know um, and it makes a little more sense after talking to Brie that, you know, these women did get along with Rachel. Obviously, Matt was shocked about everything that came out. And it, it would have been a nice way to move the movement, moment forward, the movement forward, everything forward. But instead, we saw several moments of awkward silence, which speaking of, there's a lot of opinions out there about whether Matt and Rachel, you know, should have gotten, should have stayed together, whether whatever. As I said on Tuesday, it's not really our place to decide if Matt wants to marry this girl or not. Um it was very clear to everyone, I think, watching that he was the one who ended the relationship. Rachel was really devastated. I think Matt was also pretty devastated by the whole thing. Um, and it was a complicated situation. And social media is insane. And people are crazy with the hate that they are sending to both Rachel and Matt. And an act of what they, I assume, think is supporting Rachel coming from Matt is absurd, in my opinion. And so much so that she has posted a statement about it, which reads... Quote, I am taken aback by what I've seen tonight. This was on Wednesday. So a couple days after the finale, I guess, but still coming through. Quote, if you think that attacking a person I care about with racist insults is what I would ever want, you haven't been listening. Some of the things I've seen being said about Matt are repulsive. I respect the decisions that Matt has ma had to make during this experience. If you are directing hate towards him, please stop. Recognize someone's humanity and think about the impact your words have. So, I mean, long story short, stop coming for people on the internet. It's ridiculous. And I would love to know if Matt and Rachel have any other communication post-show. 
Um, we had an interview with Tyler Cameron that's on us Weekly's YouTube channel that one of my coworkers did where he, you know, didn't say too much out of respect for Matt, which I understand, but kind of hinted, you know, he's been going through it. Tyler, you know, confirmed he never even met Rachel, so he can't really weigh in on whether they were good for each other, but they seemed in love. And the whole thing is just sad. Um, I think that's my biggest takeaway. The whole thing made me really sad. Um, and I, I hope the best for everyone involved in the situation. Also coming in this week are Katie's potential guys. There are 34 of them. The same way that they announced Claire's slash Tasha's men. I assume these 34 men are quarantining with Katie in New Mexico and not all of them will be on the show the same way we had men go home for Claire, but then come back for Tasha. but they are calling them the 34 potential. So I doubt we will see all of them. Maybe if they fail a COVID test or they have the extras in case something like that happens would be my guess. We're going to deep dive into them a little later on not this episode, but in the coming weeks, um, because, you know, what else are we going to do while we wait for the bachelorette to come back? There's a variety of people. I'm seeing 20, a lot of 26 year olds, um, but looks like a diverse group of, a group of guys. I think it'll be interesting to figure out what Katie's type is. We don't know too much about her, so we can dive deep into her also in the coming weeks, but to continue the wrap up of Matt's season, I wanted to talk a little bit about my trip to Nemecolon. Um, it was a four day situation at this resort in Pennsylvania. And I got to go um, on a helicopter ride. I got to go off-roading in a Jeep. I got a massage at the spa. There was a watch party. Um, everyone had to be COVID tested to come to this get together. There were masks. Um, people took them off for the pictures. Peter the pilot showed up with his friend Dustin at the finale party. They both agreed to come on the podcast. So allegedly you'll be hearing from them shortly. My people, aka me, um, are trying to get in touch with them after we chatted at the party. Peter, it was five days fresh from his ABC contract, which he had was, you know, new off the top of his head, clearly ready maybe to talk or just move on. We also had Kelly on Caitlin Bristow's podcast recently saying she might be dating someone else and that her and Peter are for sure done and haven't spoken since their Super Bowl reunion. They like got back together around Valentine's Day and then broke up again. So there was something to that. So hopefully I'll have a chance to talk to him. Um, he pretty much made it clear he is not dating right now and has no interest in paradise or anything. Um, still trying to heal from, from everything he went through in the last year. He was very nice. Um, the scar was very much there, but healing as well. He Kelly was insecure about it. Um, but again, super nice guy. And this resort was just unreal. Um, I met Peter, I met Matt's skydiving instructor. He told me about the guy who Rachel was skydiving with was a 21 year old. If you watch my Instagram stories, you know, this, um, a 21 year old guy who has been skydiving since he, or around skydiving since he was three years old. And it was a fluke that Rachel had her fall. Um, obviously you'll hear Maggie mention that too. The whole place was kind of shook by it and heard the thump and were very concerned about Rachel, Thought she handled it really well, kind of shook it off. It was a really scary moment for everyone. Um, and all the people at the resort had nothing but nice things to say about Matt and about have hosting the show. Um, you know, I don't know if they would have come out saying horrible things about them to me, knowing that I was a member of the press, but everyone was really nice. The whole place was super cool. If you ever have an opportunity to go, I'm not just saying it. I think you should. Um, I, it was bougie. Um, so this is my interview with Maggie, the president of Nemecolon. We used the COVID thing at the time because I had to close it and open it and then close it. And then oh, it was awful, you know, because yeah. I have 1,200 people that work for me that I paid. I paid their wages even when we were closed. 
because they're my family. Again, like I said, this is a living, breathing thing because of the families. So I can't just close it, right? So when The Bachelor came to me, mm -hmm. the timing was like impeccable, right? Right. And they knew me a little bit because JoJo was here. Right. I'm so they, yeah, and that was when Deb, the executive producer, she was new kind of. So we really bonded on the JoJo thing because none of us knew what we were doing. Anyway, so now, you know, she's come back and she wanted the whole, uh, the whole season. I had to, Deb, you want the whole season? <laughs> and she knew there was no other place in the world that you, we could be protected in a bubble with COVID that you could make out with 40 girls. <laughs> exactly. I worry about, you know, and, and not be worried about it. Yes. So we were able to really establish a bubble. And it was so wonderful, including for myself, to be in the bubble because the rest of the world, you know, was scared. But meanwhile, it was tits and ass and action all over the place all day long. Amazing. You would have loved it, you know? <laughs> Everyone else is hiding in their apartments yes. and we're the only place that the action is actually happening, live. You don't have to Zoom and have sex. You can have sex right here. It was oh, wonderful. I read some headline about a condom in a tree. So oh, guess condoms flying everywhere. The rumors are true. All oh, the rumors are true. Rumors are true. That's after the horseback riding. Yes. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> um, obviously, we did see so much of the property on the show, and it's been amazing. Is there anything that you wish that they highlighted more or that you wanted maybe to see anything? Well, I told that? them... I really wanted the girls, one of the, one of the deals I had, you, they had to stay at Falling Rock. Falling Rock right now is under construction, okay. but anyways, not construct, we're refurbishing it because the girls trashed it, <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't intended to trash it. Okay. Let me explain to you. In yes. other words, I didn't want to, we have a lot of homes on the property. I just didn't want one house being shown. Mm -hmm. So that's why the, I said, well, I want Falling Rock to be shown. Because again, it's 42 rooms and we had a lot of women. Yeah. A lot of women. In and out. A lot of women. <laughs> and you know. Yeah, they kept showing up. They just kept showing up. Yeah, that was a theme. Yeah, really. You never knew. I mean, I'd see JoJo. What are you yeah. doing here? Yeah. <laughs> they that all too. kept coming in. Yeah. Past, well, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> even my own relatives. You like, hey, see, it gets a little tricky here. <laughs> I got a sister, 23. <laughs> uh huh. Uh -huh. I don't know who he's going to pick. But anyways, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Anyways, what are they? Oh, so the Falling Rock, I really wanted because see what I envisioned up there and what I wish they would have done more of, honestly, more of, mm -hmm. not the bickering, you know? Yeah. But I would have liked to see them tipsy, which you know they were every night, right? <laughs> and I would like to see them running around nude in the hallways and the balconies. Okay. No, do you see what I Because that's that's what I told Deb. I said, and and I want them to be able to run out in the golf course, naked. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. And then Matt, and then Matt was up here two weeks before he should have been. Okay. Oh. No one called us. No one, nothing. He just right? showed up. Just showed up. Let me tell you, that's a nice exactly. man. That is a nice man to just show up. I don't care where you are or what you're doing. You'll stop everything if that man shows up, as I did. So we quickly showed him the house where he was going to stay. And then, this was before any of the bachelor people, and then I showed him the shortcut, see, through the golf course to get to the Fallen Rock. Mm, and very important. Very important. 
and also how to get to here. Okay. The chateau. See, I know all the woods. And then I got them, every day I gave them a neat little prize because I loved them so much. And I, I can imagine the turmoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a crush on them. So, <laughs> Who doesn't? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I had, that's the first time I said it out loud. <laughs> but, but I got him even a little motorbike, you know, because he's so damn tall. Yes. So the motorbike's about this big. So in the middle of the night. So we all got in trouble. I love that. You know, we all, you know, we all got in trouble. None of that was on, obviously. The, it sounds like the after show could have been its own another thing. The property, <laughs> like a reality show, the people who work oh here. Oh, my God. And then, and then what he would do, he would run it. With, I'll show you my aunt. He'd go to my executive, like, executive office. You know, where is it? He could say I'm the executive office. <laughs> and then we finally quit saying, quit saying you're in the damn executive office. Because, you know, I got in trouble a couple of times. But, no, it, it, it was... I would say The Bachelor, their film crew, I wish they maybe showed a little bit more of the spa, you know, because mm-hmm. they, you didn't really see the spa other than the, the oatmeal. No, that wasn't even there. It's butter or something. Involved. Yeah. The butter. <laughs> yeah. Butter and milk, maybe? Butter and milk. Yeah. yeah. We don't do butter and milk yeah. treatments. But, <laughs> but, I, but they did. I cannot. I, when I first saw it on TV, the first night. Mm-hmm. And, and I see him, Matt, and then lights, camera, action on the beautiful chateau. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful night. And, and the, the chandeliers and the greenery and the way the red carpet rolled out. I, I really, it, it looked better than what the queen lives in. Yeah. I, I've never seen such a place. So the way their cinematography, they nailed it. And even again, how Matt looks walking in the weeds. Do you know there's a couple, there's about five shots where he's just aimlessly walking yeah. in a beautiful, that purple, you know? I think that outfit I sent him to. <laughs> Maybe that's Are what you? they did. Maybe that's what they did. They wanted to show that he appreciated the clothes I got him. Because I always wondered, why is he walking alone? <laughs> that's just what they make them do on this show. I know, but pensive thinking. But, but, but did thinking. you see the clothes? See? <laughs> But anyways, uh, they did a phenomenal job. I, I, I don't know how they could have. It's a lot to cover here. Right. You know, like the shooting. They didn't do the shooting, right? Mm-hmm. I don't believe so. No, it, it, so then there's some things, you know, they did ATV. You can do that anywhere. But, you know, uh, the skydiving was pretty cool. But that, but, you know, she. The skydiving made a lot of headlines. That, when, when, <laughs> I, when I heard that thump, thump, when we were here that day. It was not funny. That that wasn't that wasn't cute. You know that wasn't I'll say cute. Yeah, that wasn't funny. That wasn't fun. She was okay though. It's all good. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, yeah. Okay. especially That's when you, especially when you see it and she fell like a rock. Boom. But she, I give her credit. She's a good little sport. Yeah, just bounces right up. She yeah. wasn't bitching about it. No, the no. joke was that all her hair and makeup got done again so quickly. The second they showed her again, it looked like nothing had happened. I'm sure she was like rumped and bruised and probably terrified, but yeah. she looked great. She looked beautiful. <laughs> the power of the bachelor. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the clothes. Are you to, responsible for all of Matt's turtlenecks? Is that where that vibe came yeah. from? <laughs> we did get him some, so maybe he liked it, but I yeah. think he likes turtlenecks. That was his vibe. That's sure. his vibe. I mean, he looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was he her- did look good, though. I like that leather jacket, that yeah. black leather jacket. It was hard for him to look bad. Do you yeah. like the beard, though? No, if you, if you have something to hide... You know, I get it. Like if you have acne, maybe, yeah. or scars, or you know, wear beards. I, but a face like that—it's a shame. 
<laughs> I agree. Well, maybe there's a reason, right? Maybe there's a reason. Maybe we'll really find out the reason. If I can get that scoop, that'll that'll be a big one for me. Um, is there anything you learned about? Like, Wait, I got to ask. Do you yes. think we're going to see him clean shaven tonight? Um, I don't. Uh, I'm not on the uh, after thing because he it was taped last week and I don't think he shaved. I'm surprised he didn't. I think maybe that's his like protest of how everything's kind of been, you know, that's his way of being done with the season. He's growing out the beard because he had to do it. You know, he was clean cut for so long. And that's right. his way. I don't know. I, I think asked. it's also to kind of just hide. Yeah. It's really why. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. He's been through. There's, you know, they, you get right and jump right into this fame of it all. And he was never on the show before. And it's been, you know, this show has a life of its own. Um, and was there anything you learned about like production of the show that you were surprised to learn about or just watching it all unfold, the coolest things you saw or anything? They did a phenomenal job. I mean, they really did. As far as the, now a couple times I sat behind, uh, you know, the booth, if you will. I forget the gentleman's name, but you would get it. Have you ever done that? No. So there's a guy, there's about all men, two, two women in the back, not as into it as the men. Okay. They range, I'd say from 34 to 70 old, young, but old, into it. Like, you know, because they're anticipating, right. You know, what, what's going to air. Right. <laughs> so it's like, it's like a foot. It's like a, they're watching a football game. Yeah. I was I said to them what they really should do is, like you said, a behind the scenes of The Bachelor. Because to me, watching what went on in that room, this is right at the beginning, you know, because mm -hmm. they invited me right at the beginning. And so they didn't know who the queen was yet, really. Mm -hmm. They didn't know who the, the villain was going to be here. Right. They didn't know. So, so they're waiting <laughs> and they're waiting like this. Oh, we got the queen. We got a queen. We got a queen. Yes, we do. And then the guy run because again, you know, 20 screens, right. they're watching the women like hawks, right? Yeah. To see, identify. Oh, oh, I don't know about that other one. She's starting to cause issues. She's the villain. I won't get into names, but <laughs> I mean, and, and it was what I found was so spectacular, but they've been doing this so long. Mm -hmm. They were able to identify the characters, if you will, right, right off the bat. And then, you know, it, it, so to watch that, and it, it, it's almost, you know, it, it, they've been doing it for so many years, but you could almost anticipate the, yeah. the, the chemistry, if you will. Yeah, for sure. But the one thing that they had this season that they had never had in any season was a bachelor and or a bachelorette that had never been on any type of reality mm -hmm. that had never had any type of uh, psychoanalysis that was just raw, real, genuine looking for love. He was the most perfect person I've ever met for that show. Wow. Having said that, he was naive. And, um, but I have to tell you, I got so much admiration out of him when he started off with a prayer. Yes. He changed, in my opinion, anyways, he changed the whole, he didn't make it feel dirty or this is gossipy or he made it real. Yeah. Really real. And it, he really cares about others and he you could t tell it just calmed 
the whole room down. Yeah. And that's when I saw that, I thought, I don't know if the bachelor is ready for such a class act. That's very interesting. I feel like that also checks out with maybe how things are going to play out and if it's going to work out for him. I have been saying that I think he might be too, he's too good of a person to, to be this. You have to be, you know, a little bit down and dirty for reality oh, TV. She, right? you know, yeah. They're making a show and I think he looked great and I'm sure, you know, he seems like a lovely person, but sometimes he was too nice to some of the people who maybe didn't need him to be as nice to them when you have your villains or whatever, but you know, people have nothing but nice things to say about him, which is good. You'd rather that than, you know, make a good TV show. So he's going to go very far in life. Were you a big fan of the show before or did you just start watching because you were like, I know I have to see this iconic everything play out on my property? I remember Ryan. And Trista. And, and it was a Trista? The, the first ones. The OG right. Bachelorette oh. was Trista who picked Ryan. Yeah. yeah. They're still together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they live out in Aspen. Yeah. No. Yeah. So to answer your question. <laughs> yes. I like all of it. Yeah, like all of it. I can't get enough of all of it. I like paradise. I like all of oh, it. I like it all. Parent, we should have paradise here. We like. I, well, here's what I told Deb. <laughs> Listen to me. Here's what I did tell Deb. I said, you know what? Because this is different. Mm -hmm. There's not the mansion, and you didn't even know where the girls were, right? Think yeah. about I me. Mean, where I don't know where they were ever. They just showed up. Mm -hmm. But I said, because it's all on campus. See, I wanted her to maybe make it. Let's push it to be, you, they could have done it even a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know, given what the property is. Yeah. So that's why I was trying to hint him, you know, but they could have almost had a combo here type situation. You know? Yeah. But there was a lot of stuff that goes on, you know, a lot of people in COVID for a long time. I don't know who slept with who on this property. <laughs> with what female contestant? No, really, you know, because, it, it, you know, we were all in quarantine you know? it was their time to unleash and they got time to do it here i mean i'm jealous of all i've been here for a couple days but i it sounds like the production was where it was at <laughs> yeah can you imagine he'd be here and even chris you know he he loved it he had his daughter here yeah. you know playing golf and I, I mean it just made my heart warm yeah they're a family in their own sense too whether it's you know it's a reality show but they definitely have been the show has been on for so long so long and i don't know if it's ever gonna i don't want it to end my affect my job but um i feel like it's the direction it could be going and could be a, something like a if they do more seasons like at a in one location i think it's definitely really interesting a way to keep it going also in the times like this so. no they've asked us twice okay like They're in very back. short order <laughs> yes no like every week we're getting a call because they're trying to find another place like us. Right. But see, I've been trying to find another place like us to go visit, mm -hmm. to vacation. And I have yet to find a place. My last question for you, just to wrap it up, to put a little bow on this. What are your favorite things that you've been able to do um, on the property in the last couple of years or things you've changed or that you're really proud of or just anything that comes to mind in that sense? What's to come? I keep hearing about a bachelor experience, maybe. Well, I, I mean... <laughs> This year has been hard mm -hmm. with COVID. So I'm just happy to be open and employing 1,200 people, quite frankly, at the end of the yeah, day. So, um, and as far as all the glitz and the glamour, we seem to do that really well. Now that my son, PJ's involved, that's his belly wig and has a phenomenal time with it. But it, we're doing a lot of new things as far as expanding up a ski lodge with a, a Hugh Hefner pool. 
we'll call it, with a grotto. There's grottos. There's going to be about six hot tubs uh, made, made for adults, some nightly, maybe some burlesque type of entertainment outside. Um, we're going to be adding some more rooms. So there's always going to be something. But, but really, honestly, this last year, to know that my son is going to continue and has passion for Nemecolon. And now with his connections, he, he has a buddy that helps dress Lady Gaga. You know, so now it's that next generation. He's connected with the right people. So, oh my God, it is now prime to really just be in a really good way. You know, I, to feel good about yourself, to feel like you push yourself a little bit more than you would maybe physically here, uh, to have a meal that you've never had before, to fall in love here, uh, or to reconnect with a sister or a brother. That's what Nemecone's all about. Mm -hmm. And we will continue. It, it's the magic. It, it's the, the thing that we somehow figured you out and what makes you just, you know, get excited. Yeah. And somehow some associate figured that out and made you remember us for the rest of your life. That's what Nemecon is all about. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns.